You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC. With me today, as per usual, the queen of everything herself, Kiki, and our local cryptid enthusiast, Cord. How are you guys doing today? I am um I'm feeling slightly under the weather, but we're gonna we're gonna make it work. Slightly, she says. <laughs> Please leave that coughing sound in there. <laughs> Slightly under no. the weather. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It sounds worse than it really is. I've just got that one nostril, just post nasal drip, and it's just it shrecked, nerd. Yeah, I'm re- I'm wrecked. I'm wrecked. But this is the first time that we're gonna do this, and future episodes we might just revisit some of the things that we already talked about when Cord wasn't with us. But if you are listening to this episode, you may have listened to this already when it was just me and JC. Because we are redoing Wildwood Cemetery in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Finally. Because this was back when COVID had like first hit. And we had some major issues with, um, with recording on Discord. I had said I always wanted to redo this episode anyway. And now that Cord's here, you're going to get brand new material. And since the last time we talked about it, there's been a new historical discovery at the cemetery. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. We're going to get into that, too. Sick, bruv. Sick, nasty. <laughs> Sick, nasty, bruv. <laughs> so we're... I'm glad I'm glad it's wearing off on somebody. Somebody's starting to pick it up. <laughs> uh, dude, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, I've been getting Oracle cards to test out for something interesting that I've noted. I came across a lot of different witches and paranormal type folks who are using oracle cards at different locations kind of doing a spread or you know just choosing one card as kind right. of like the uh like the baseline for the activity like how how's it going to be tonight and then maybe like when you get there and i mean i'm not going to lie a lot of the cards are absolutely gorgeous and i just want them anyway <laughs> for the artwork <laughs> just ulterior motives much yeah yeah but um i I've collected four sets. One is on the way. I have an animal card set that's really beautiful. I have a botanical set. Ooh. Yeah. And I just got the Viking Oracle uh, set because it definitely speaks to me being a Satru. So I was like, I, I like this. So I thought it'd be fun. I just opened these. I shuffled them. I haven't spent a lot of time with them. And... um. I'm going to turn the card over and let you guys know what it is. This is the very first one that I'm turning over. Uh Uh-oh. Are you ready? (laughs) Some would say she's turning over a new card (laughs) in life. I hope it's not a Squirtle card. (laughs) You've activated my trap card. It's the Maneater Bug. (laughs) (laughs) Maneater Bug wasn't a trap card, loser. Shut the fuck up, Cord. No one gives a (laughs) shit about reality and facts. They're here for entertainment 
How much of a nerd are you? <laughs> I'm going to flip over an order Oracle card. You've activated my flip effect. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, a little bit. We're losers, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we are. I love it, though. Wouldn't trade me for anyone in this world because I am beauty incarnate. <laughs> as long as you feel that way. Card me. Yeah, I was like, are you guys done being being fantastic human beings? No. Turds. Literally never. Okay. I got the nine worlds card, essentially meaning that everything is connected and that we are never truly alone. Huh. Well. There is three of us. <laughs> there's three of us. And if you multiply three by three, three being a power number, right? You get nine. Each one of us is our own world. And because we got the nine worlds, um, it basically means our group, our Mission Spooky Society uh, is going to grow into 90 different co-hosts. That's the math. Wow. Okay. I checked out the second I heard his inflection and really... <laughs> That was enough. Right. That's fair. I, I was I was thinking that it meant that uh you know, me and JC are just big enough to be worth nine planets. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're huge, buddy. Wow. Well anyway. <laughs> wow. That anyway. was fun. Yeah. I liked mine better because it didn't like, you know, make me feel bad about myself, Cord. I didn't make myself feel bad. <laughs> no, you made me feel bad. <laughs> No, I didn't. Shut up. You're right. I don't have feelings. No. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. What does nine worlds actually mean? I told you. Wait. She, you? you literally said before you started talking what it meant. Oh, I was too into me. What does <laughs> you it were mean? totally paying attention. That actually checks out. <laughs> You're totally into you. Yep. <laughs> yep. All into yourself. Perfect. Adam. We're all connected and that we're not truly alone. Yeah, okay. That's cool. So anyway, if, in case anybody is wondering, these are the Viking Oracle cards, Wisdom of the Ancient Norse, and it is by Stacy DeMarco, and it is put out by Blue Angel Publishing. Now, normally, I would just bring my runes with me to a site, but I like the fact that these have gods, goddesses, all the runes, and events as well like ragnarok the halls the great halls so i just thought yeah it's a little bit more than just runes and um yeah i don't know just they're very nice cards they're very they're really pretty they're also larger than a normal size deck anywho Anywho. that's what's up hell yeah you guys said a whole bunch of crap and now i was gonna meant like touch on something you said now i don't remember because it was too much crap i said damn it dang it I don't remember. Oh, well. Hey, hey, hey. We'll just break for sponsor, and then when we get back, we're going to talk about Wildwood Cemetery in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Hell yeah. Welcome back. Hey, JC. Yes, Cord. Why couldn't the skeleton go into the cemetery? Why couldn't the skeleton go into the cemetery? Hmm, let me think. Well, like... I'm technically like cemeteries are are sanctified ground. Uh, Skeletons would be a construct that is usually held together by dark magics. Maybe it couldn't go in because it was. You are such a nerd, dude. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what's the answer you were looking for? He had no body to go with. <laughs> Get used to it, buddy. This is my thing now. <laughs> well, speaking of bodies. Hey. So back in the day, this was a, a listener choice episode. Wildwood Cemetery, episode 23. Originally, we had done this on April the 8th of 2020. So it was kind of right after COVID. And something happened with my voice recording, which had not happened up to that point. And it's so bad. It was all staticky. It was terrible. We went with it because, you know, we were still trying to put out content and we wanted people to have something to listen to because we were all stuck inside. So it's uh, Wildwood Cemetery, The Weeping Statue, The Banshee, and The Fireman. And we're going to discuss all those things again, only this time Cord's going to be with us. And I won't sound too terrible other than the fact that I'm a little bit sick this week. That sucks. And then there was a pretty significant discovery that was made in 2021 in the cemetery. So that's an addition to, so that'll be something new for people who have already listened to it. And of course, you're going to get Cord's take on this as well. So yeah, I'm taking down completely the old audio and it is so bad that I don't even think I want to put it on Patreon as just a, you know, archived episode. It's just the audio was, oh my God. I, thank you to the hundreds of people who wound up listening to it, regardless of the fact that it was terrible. Because <laughs> I mean, I can't believe how many people actually did listen to it, considering it's so bad. It boggles my mind that any one of our episodes gets listened to by anyone. It just, <laughs> well, you know, because like, we're just people. It just, it just, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> boggles my mind. I'm very humble about it, you know? All right. So as I said, you guys uh, are wonderful listeners that originally chosen this. Um, I will give you a little bit of information about Williamsport to start with in case you guys are from out of town. It is the seat of Lycoming County. It's about an hour and a half north of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Williamsport is known for being the original home of Little League Baseball and was once host to more millionaires per capita than anywhere in the world. What? At one time. Yeah. That's pretty bonkers. I never right? heard of that. <laughs> Just about five miles from a road locals call the end of the world. It's called this because it appears like it's the edge of the world when you go driving along it in the middle of the night. It's some kind of um, it's a visual effect. It's supposed to be pretty cool. Anyway, at the end of the world lies Wildwood Cemetery. Very fitting. Sick. So Wildwood Cemetery was incorporated in 1863, and it features some very prominent burials, including four congressmen and NFL star Bob Pellegrini, who won the championship with the 1960 Philadelphia Eagles. Go birds! Right? Mm. And at the end of this, I'll also tell you the brand new person that was discovered to have been to be resting here last year. Its construction is of particular interest because it has a road that divides the cemetery in half and it was designed to incorporate native fauna, so much so that the thick underbrush and ancient trees located in the west corner of the cemetery led to the name Wildwood. It is perhaps this melding of nature and human monuments to the dead that leads to the rumors and mythology of the cemetery. And this is actually one of my favorites to talk about because there's so much going on here. This is a massive cemetery and it's split into two halves by Wildwood Boulevard. Wildwood West is on one side and Wildwood East is on the other. 
Wildwood West contains three totally separate sections, Mount Carmel, The Mound, and Wildwood West. And Wildwood East also contains three separate sections called Grandview, Overlook. The Overlook is also where the Jewish section is located. And then Wildwood East. Yeah, it's it's huge. That's a lot. That's a lot of space. Yes, it is. It it reminds me a little bit of how huge Sleepy Hollow Cemetery is in New York, which BT dubs coming up on spooky season. I always say when I talk about cemeteries up here at all, like in the Northeast, this one is one that you should visit for all the crazy things going on. And the and honestly, before that, Sleepy Hollow near Nyack. Yeah, Nyack, New York is amazing. And I did the tour. I probably mentioned this a million times, but I'll say it again. I did the tour on Halloween night before my birthday of Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, and it was so informative. It was a lot of fun. There's a lot of history there as well. And of course, you know, Washington Irving story. It's all there, like the creek and the bridge and the church and the place where the guy supposedly is buried, the head, you know, quote, headless horse. It's so much part of the history there. It's amazing. So, and this is another cemetery that's very much like it. I also recently, in case you guys were wondering about watching something, Haunted Prairie, I believe it was called, the documentary. It's on Tubi. So you can watch it for free with commercials. They covered a couple of cemeteries in Illinois, and one of them reminds me very much of Wildwood Cemetery as as far as all the crazy stuff that goes on in here. What was it called? What was the title of it? Oh, it's called Paranormal Prairie. Oh, okay. Tales from Illinois' Scariest Locations. And it's uh, directed by Joseph Turi, and it has uh, Troy Taylor in it and Chad Lewis. And Chad's got a ton of books out. I highly recommend watching the documentary but also pick up some of chad's books he does a lot of folklore stuff too it's very interesting kind of like what we're doing interesting so the first myth surrounding the cemetery and it it is a lot of these are myths because unfortunately you can't really prove very much of it scientifically speaking (laughs) um you know but and then some of it is just parts of folklore again it's not it, it is a myth based on tales told by people over time so so this one is that the west side of the cemetery is haunted while the east or the quote good side is not some postulate that this tale came from the fact that the west side is host to the oldest plots while the east holds all the newer ones and you know people tend to be a little bit more scared of older parts of cemeteries than the newer shinier ones i guess maybe so that's why that's kind of a I would, I would consider that sort of a myth. I don't know, you know. Keeping with the good versus bad, the east side is rumored to contain fairies that can be seen dancing on clear nights. So they put the fairies in the good part of the cemetery. Strange. While the west side is home to a banshee that cries from the hilltop. And again, I'm, <laughs> I mentioned specifically that prairie documentary because I was... I don't want to say I was completely shocked, but it's very interesting that both of these, the cemetery that was that's in Illinois that was in that one and this one have a crying lady statue. And both of these statues can be seen from the road. So ours here in Williamsport is from the road. It's possible to see her. She's called the crying lady. It's said to weep. 
and change position on her pedestal. This is exactly like the one in the documentary about El- the Illinois one. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. It crosses the barriers of states. I, th- I think everybody, every state somewhere has one of these like crying lady statues that changes positions. At some of the mausoleums, people think that they can hear conversations as if family members are having a talk in the afterlife. You can't quite make out what's being said. Did you see what Junior's doing? I don't approve. He watches the DC movies and not the Marvel movies. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> he knows we're a strong Marvel family. He knows we're an Iron Man family. <laughs> there you go. We stopped watching after Endgame for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So is this like people saying that they recognize family members' voices or that they just somebody hearing conversations? The stories are, we think we just hear people talking inside the mausoleums. And since most mausoleums hold just one family, yeah, the rumor is that, oh, these families are like speaking to each other in the afterlife. And that's why we can't really hear what they're saying either. That's another one of those, like, it's kind of the same thing in other types of hauntings. At my grandmother's house, for example, when my mother was growing up and that house was definitely haunted, I needed to, I, I should tell that story for October this year, guys. She would try to fall asleep in her bedroom and she would swear that she could hear people talking in her closet. Where all important conversations happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she always thought it was really strange. And she tried to strain, you know, you're straining to hear what they're saying. It's like muffled enough. But you can tell that they're having a conversation and you're just really trying to hear it. And you can't hear it. That's kind of what it sounds like. It's like you're passing by a mausoleum and then you think you hear people talking and there's like nobody else in the cemetery except you. And you're just like, what the hell? Interesting. And you try to hear what they're saying and you can't quite, just can't quite make it out. Uh, Unfortunately, I couldn't find one single first-hand story of any of the paranormal events. So most of these things are being talked about in books or online on different blog sites, for example. So, you know, for this episode back in the day, I had gone on Reddit and tried to see if anybody had any very specific Williamsport stories to add to this. But again, it was mostly just we haven't heard any of this stuff, but this is the stories that we've been told as well. So it's just one of those, like, it just keeps getting reiterated, but... More mythos than factual. Yeah. Or at least more mythos than anecdotal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I did my digging into the history of Williamsport, and because I thought it was interesting that we had fairies on one side of the cemetery and we've got a banshee on the other and those are very european if you will extremely not currently you know specifically um you know england ireland is what i think of when obviously you think of the banshees england ireland scotland wales fairies that's what you know that's what goes into my head that's fair so who founded williamsport i'm gonna say it was the british it was a scotsman named michael ross and an Irishman named William Hepburn. Well, there you go, kids. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the Banshee first. I'm going to give you guys a, the short version because we're not a podcast about Irish legends. And even though I find them intriguing, 
We're going to cut right to the chase in case somebody doesn't know what a banshee is. <laughs> oh, wait. I can do this. One moment, Kiki. One moment. I'll be oh, right God. back. Is he just going to go scream? Is that I think so. I'm like waiting for it now. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping he screams. I'm back. Oh, he didn't do it. Okay. Do what? I thought you were just going to the other side of your room because you were going to just scream. <laughs> yeah. Just no. want to know what a banshee is? I can help with this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been funny, but that's not what I'm what I'm getting at. I, I, I have a book about banshees, so I'm going to read. Oh. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I know how to read now. For Casey this decided very... to be helpful and learn how to read, huh? Wow. Very specific, one book only. I know how to read. All in the same day, you decided to help and learn to read, huh? Oh, I do what I can, you know. Some say I'm a hero. I would not disagree with them. You're at least my hero. I'm going to die. You should get better heroes. <laughs> Especially because one of mine's about to kick off right now yeah. by the sounds of it. <laughs> okay, so a banshee, it's now, a hold medium. On. What you got? Okay, first of all, I gotta be in the mic, right? If, okay. No, no. If you're gonna quote something, I need to know where you're quoting it from, and we have to say "quote" before you say it. All right. So this is a quote. I'll give you the where it's quoted from shortly. I'll, I'll, okay. So we're gonna start the quote now. Okay. Uh, Banshee is a medium undead chaotic evil. Ah, damn it! <laughs> with an armor class of twelve. I knew it. Um. 13d8 hit points, average of 58. Uh, its uh, speed is zero foot, but it flies slash hovers uh, 40 foot around. Obviously, this is from the uh, monster manual for the 5th edition D&D. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's the challenge rating, bud? A two? Uh, four. Oh, a they four. are a challenge rating of four. Damn. Their languages are common and elvish. Interesting. So, Kiki, what is an actual banshee? <laughs> banshee is sometimes an ancestral spirit appointed to forewarn members of certain ancient Irish families of their time of death. According to tradition, the banshee can only cry for five major Irish families. The O'Neills, the O'Briens, the O'Connors, and the O'Grady's, and the Kavanaugh's. Intermarriage has since extended this list. Now... How many of those names do you think appear in Wildwood Cemetery? I'm going to say four. I think that's a little high. I'm going to go with lower than that. I'm, I'm going to pull the prices right and hit you with a three. All of them. Yeah. Wow. Technically, I was right. Our prices right rules. I'm closer. Yeah. So the car is mine, bitch. Right. Uh, my favorite is Mary O'Brien Cavanaugh. She covered two of those families in just one name. Good job. You know what? What an. She went for a goal. She knew she had the goal and she achieved it. Mm -hmm. Booyah. Mary was an overachiever. So I believe based on that, that uh, the legends came from those families directly. And it might also explain the presence of fairy folk as well. Yeah, probably. Another thing I'd like to mention is that this land was previously owned by the Iroquois, who sold it to the British in an attempt to keep the damn colonists from overreaching. <laughs> <laughs> but did they listen? No. Uh, no. Of course yeah, not. Yeah, I think we all kind of know how that turned out. <laughs> and in one of the whitest white privilege moments in history, the European colonists continued to invade the Iroquois land until they had finally had enough. And the result was the Plum Tree Massacre, which uh, I believe I will be covering that with you guys in 
November of 2022. So technically this year, since we're re-recording this, that'll be in November. We're going to go over a lot of the uh, massacres that occurred uh, during that time period in general. It's pretty, pretty freaking awful. And a lot of those massacres have led to many of the legends that we now know here in Pennsylvania. So I won't go too much further into the Plum Tree Massacre here is what I'm saying. Got it. Got it. I had questions, but I won't. I'll save them. All right. Like how many plum trees died? Uh, I love plums. I'm going to be upset. Yeah, plums are great. I have some in my fridge right now. So something that we'll eventually get into as well that has been on my mind ever since I was sort of reminded that the Appalachian Mountains yeah. used to be... You know, the Scottish the Scottish Highlands, the Appalachians and the Atlas are all part of the same mountain range that was Central Pangean Mountains. Correct. And then they We're split apart. Quite a few years ago, but yes. <laughs> yeah, quite a few. Quite a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely more than five years for sure. <laughs> quite oh a few God. years ago. Technically not wrong. <laughs> uh, and, and, and when when it comes to these things with when we have Scotsmen moving here, we have the English, oh, just British, you know, in general moving to this area. It's intriguing to me, or like at least interesting to me that they're bringing all of the folklore and mythology with them and that it fits in here perfectly because this area just looks like Britain as well. We have, you know, like the rolling hills and we have areas of super, fo- like right here, right down the when it's foggy there's there has to be warning signs because of the, the way the fog comes in it it feels like the scottish highlands it's crazy so yeah i'm always interested when we when we um we find something like this where we have these british folks moving in founding williamsport and along with that we get all the folklore that just comes right with it and why not like who's to say that there isn't a fairy realm here in this area because it's the same mountains it's the same it was all part of the same land at one point if you want to go with you know that it's the land brings them so to speak i don't know i mean at that point then like all the land was the same land at one point oh my god right well yeah but that's kind of the point yeah Yeah. because the i mean there are creatures that like how many different cultures have like a goblin-esque creature that lives in the woods and lures you into the forest and like that type of creatures seen throughout the world more or less there's a bigfoot rendition in like every ancient Mm -hmm. civilization like on the planet yeah yeah so you know maybe the portal to the fairy realm just opens up wherever it wants to because we all used to be part of the same land anyway yeah Mm. checks out anyway what is definitely known about this wonderful cemetery is it is the final resting place of local fireman Thomas Purcell. Purcell suffered from taphophobia, which is the fear of being buried alive. Was he buried alive? If he ends up buried alive, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> this led him to design a mausoleum that was locked on the outside, but was able to be opened from the inside. Interesting. And this is also during a time where there were waiting mortuaries where bodies would lie in beds until signs of putrefaction occurred. In other words, his fear was not entirely unfounded. They wanted to make sure that you were dead before they buried you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that we've heard about how many times was somebody buried in the old world, so to speak, and they weren't 
dead and they had the little bells that you could ring right right yeah yep well that's exactly what happened here too so the coffins were outfitted with these bells and tubes for air and even feeding people if necessary you know you could like apparently shove food down of the tube <laughs> here's a piece of bread Really? we'll get to you in a minute <laughs> <laughs> But Purcell believed that these measurements were not extreme enough. Perhaps the meager tone of a bell in the dead of night inside a massive cemetery, devoid of living caretakers, just wasn't enough. Mm. He took matters into his own hands and designed a vaulted apparatus that would allow the revived to ventilate their coffin from inside via a patented wheel lock that he devised. Each tomb was lined with felt for comfort and warmth should they begin to panic. And any deceased family members would be buried with tools and bread. Smart man. He was thinking ahead. So they put like a, a shovel in the coffin? Purcell's burial hatch is a singular stone structure bearing five metal wheels, one for each tomb, and resembles basically a very large pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, yeah that's the only way to describe it it really does look just like a giant pizza oven it's kind of funny purcell was buried in his own creation at the age of 83 in 1937 the grave goods sent with him were an axe a hammer and a loaf of bread there were no signs of any attempted escape interesting oh good <laughs> well. oh man this is a cemetery that you can visit I had originally talked about the COVID-19 restrictions, but we're well past that. So the hours are going to be 7.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day. Now, I think the 8 p.m. would be based, though, on daylight savings time. So I'm pretty sure during the fall and winter months, it's going to be at nightfall, like most cemeteries in Pennsylvania are. No visitation after nightfall, unless you have permission. And as always, we say, make sure when doing any kind of ghost hunting or investigations that you ask for permission. Always ask permission. Yes. The west side of the cemetery is a fairly easy walk. However, if you walk to the outskirts, there are heavily wooded areas that would require decent walking shoes. The wooded part of the cemetery can be very dense. So uh, summer months, they do suggest wearing a lot of bug spray or tick spray. The east side of the cemetery is a pretty steep hike, so be prepared for that. At the top of the east side of the cemetery is a scenic overlook that also provides a good place for stargazing. And parking is available during the cemetery office hours, which may change during the seasons, as I said. So just make sure to check the website before you decide to go out and uh, check it out. And now, as I promised, a new discovery that was recently made last year, in August of last year, actually. The wife of the last surviving african-american civil war soldier is buried at this cemetery mary willis she was wife of a union soldier james henry willis she died in 1917 and was buried at wildwood cemetery however this piece of local history was not uh, found out until march of uh, 2021 and that discovery was made by mike luna good job mike yeah uh, his quote is, I knew the Willises lived in Williamsport, so I called the cemetery to see if they had any burial records for them. They said not only did they have a record for Mary Willis, but she was one of the few African Americans from the era who actually had a headstone. We searched the area where they thought she was buried and we found the headstone. It had fallen over and slid down the hill a little bit, but it was there. End quote. When she passed away, she had two 
burial plots purchased, one for her and one for her husband. After uh, she died, he moved to Jersey. Ew. I know, right? I know, right? Ew. Ew. Um, he lived for another 25 years in Jersey, and he's buried in Jersey. And they feel like he may not have known that she had purchased uh, two plots. He, he literally may not have known that he had a, a burial plot with her available. I mean, even if he like knew at the time, it's 25 years and sometimes you just forget. <laughs> right. Yeah. It could also be during that time period, too, that moving the body from Jersey all the way back to Williamsport might have cost like a, a lot thing, of money. Yeah. It might have cost a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, they charge when my father passed away. We didn't really have to worry about that. But on the list, though, of things that you purchase, I was a little bit shocked at how much it costs just to move a body if you did have to transport a body from one state to another, for example. But it makes sense because there's so many logistics that have to go into it, especially where if you have to, for example, if you died like in North Carolina and have to have your body moved to Virginia, that's a little bit costly, uh, especially if you choose to fly it, for example. So anywho, I get it. He may have just been like, I don't have enough money to get there. It's okay. And then it was really nice to see in this particular article that's from NorthCentralPA.com. Uh, there's uh, some kids from the uh, Honor Society for Social Studies, Ro Kappa, who went down there and planted a tree at the gravesite in remembrance. Oh, her, that's nice. Her, yeah, and her historical uh, relevance. That's very sweet. And good going, kiddos. You know what they say. Kids are our future. Literally. <laughs> and kudos to their teacher. Yeah, so that was pretty cool to find that out about Wildwood Cemetery. I dig. That's interesting. Well, you don't want to dig there. <laughs> Not unless you're planting a memorial tree. True. Yeah, I I like this idea of um, the fairies being seen dancing in the moonlight on certain days of the year. I, I couldn't find out like too much more about it. As I said, there's not a lot of like firsthand experience, but that one's definitely like an old story that's been passed down through generation to generation in that area. And I did get a hold of some folklore books recently for Central PA. And I'm kind of scouring through there to see if there's any connections to any of these stories. So we can always do follow up on that, you know, if I find out anything. But right now just seems like a interesting story and i also i just love these statues that move yeah weeping angels yeah i know <laughs> yeah what's funny is if you go to do the research you know like just if you just type in statues that move like that's all that's gonna come doctor up. who is the first thing that comes up oh for sure especially they're like an iconic doctor who monster at this point i'm so glad that i'm enough of a doctor who nerd that i know what weeping angels are because I really, if you don't know, you guys are missing out. Please, please go watch Doctor Who. Um, Meh. It's, it's great. I love it. <laughs> and then No Cord one cares that you don't care, Cord. <laughs> Not liking something doesn't mean you're interesting. Our musical guest for this episode is remaining Zagreus. I like Zagreus. It's the son of Hades and Persephone, god of hunting and rebirth. I had a podcasting story to go with this one. I'm going to tell it again. I'm on Twitter and I'm getting ready to talk to Trev Allen from the Struggling Artist Podcast. Trev's doing great, by the way. I thought he was struggling. He's the Struggling Artist Podcast. It's really cool. <laughs> he talks to all kinds of 
creative types, including musicians. And we're talking about Pennsylvania because Trev lived here for a little a little bit because of work. And uh, I'm listening to his podcast and he had on Adam Sloan on his fourth episode. And Adam is in three different bands. There's Dead Man's Trigger, End Time Illusion, and Zagreus. So I contacted Trev, who then contacted Adam. And now you're li- going to listen to Adam's music because that's how it works sometimes in the podcasting uh, industry. You just make contact with people and then, hey, there you go. Right. And uh, Adam's very cool. He's a really, really cool laid back kind of dude. I adore him. And we've actually used some of his music already in a couple of different places when we're trying to do pot of holding, for example. Uh, he just lets us use the music. There's no copyright to it. There's no, you know. He's kind of like a very much, I made it. I want to put it out into the world. I want people to listen to it. Zagreus, however, is very reminiscent of Skinny Puppy for me. I was a big Skinny Puppy fan. And he has in Zagreus, Laurel Marsh also sings with him. And we featured Laurel before. She's great. And I kind of laughed because I said, well, Zagreus is kind of like Hades and Persephone getting together and then creating this awesome child named Zagreus. (laughs) So anyway... The song that we're going to play is called A Whisper, and it's from the 2018 self-titled album, Zagreus. When we get back, we'll do Spooky Squad News. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to join the squad, head on over to patreon.com slash mission spooky. We have tiers at the one, three, and five dollar level. One single buck gets you a shout out on the cast and access to our boober reels, also archive material. The three dollar level gets you access to our stat block cards for our creatures for cord versus cryptid. Uh, and, uh, some Kiki's quirk stuff and anything else that we want to put up there. Sometimes we give you guys early access at the $3 level to some of our side missions as well. And the $5 level uh, right now just means that you love us and you want to support us. We have some (laughs) ideas in mind for the $5 level coming forward, but we'll see what we can do. You can send your PA or New Jersey based ghost stories to mission spooky podcast at gmail.com. We're always interested in hearing from you guys. And uh, it's something that we we always want to add, like just listener stories at some point. But we need you to tell us what what you know. You know, you got to you got to email us. 
You can also email us with any questions or comments from previous episodes. Yeah, like, why is JC so annoying? We'll we'll give you the answer. You just have to ask it. <laughs> I'm sure when you already will, know most of the answer. But we, when we'll will Cord and JC kiss? About four years ago. <laughs> right? I thought that already happened. Yeah, many, many, well, not like many, many, many times, like not enough times to satisfy my needs, but like every now and then I'm able to trick him into giving me a kiss by yeah, saying, hey, Cord, you won't kiss me. And then he think, says, yeah, I will. Like, hell, I won't. Yeah. He thinks he's the one tricking me. <laughs> Whatever, I it works out. We get kisses. <laughs> Whenever you talk like that, I just imagine you like treating Cord the same way that you treat your cat. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, Cord. You're so cute. Give me kisses. As I, as I dive hands first onto him on the couch, just poof. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us there. We also have a YouTube channel. We are new uh, exclusive to YouTube. It's going to be our movie reviews. You can find all of our musical guests on Spotify by typing in Mission Spooky and then the year. So you can search by typing in Mission Spooky 2020, 2021, 2022 is the new one. Also on YouTube, we have our musical guest music and music videos, if any, are there. Uh, you can also follow us on our Facebook page. We don't spend a lot of time on Facebook or mostly Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a TikTok now for Mission Spooky. It's me. Oh, you can do Mission Spooky JC to get JC and pictures of his beautiful cat that I was just talking about. Uh, uh, you can also rate and review us on iTunes and Podchaser. Just remember to be kind. Even if you hate us, just let us down easy. Be kind. Rewind. Wow. Yeah. All right. So taking us out again is Zagreus with a whisper. You can find their music on Spotify and you can also go support them on Bandcamp like we did. Hell yeah. Until next time. Remember, stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us. By pulling on that little string that rings the bell by your tombstone. Sound of you.